the the best thing I ever did in my life was just let go, trust in the process, and believe that God is going to let me get to where the fuck I need to be. And look at where I'm at. I any if I can do it, anybody can do it. I was 500 fucking pounds. I don't want to hear anything. I don't have time for it. I didn't. I woke up at eight in the morning, went to work until seven p.m., and then I would go to the gym and kill myself every fucking day, and go home and do it all over again. And it's you don't have to do 100% every day. Show up. That's what matters. Show up. Get a sweat on. You don't have to fucking kill yourself. You don't have to exert yourself 100%, but you can do this. You can. Because if my fat ass can do it, you can. You know what I mean? Like. What's up, everybody? Thanks again for coming back to the Pohada Podcast. As usual, if you dig the show, check it out on social media at the Pohada Podcast and at Pohada Photography. Maybe even share it with a friend. This is a show where we tend to talk about jujitsu with jujitsu people, very often black belts. This time around, though, is another MMA fighter. Before we jump in, I want to tell you about our podcast sponsor, Way of the Tiger Soap Company. Way of the Tiger is local, and it's made by a guy who is one of us. Julian is a jujitsu nerd who understands the importance of a nice, luxurious shower after an afternoon of absorbing your friend's sweat. I've tried a few fancy smelling soaps and his is right up there with his own aromatic twists and it's cheaper. All right, this time around we've got Steven Asplund and Aaron Skipateris. I heard Steven's life testimony after he won a recent Ignite fight and knew I had to get him on and was grateful that his friend Aaron wanted to join. Herein you'll hear a tale of losing hundreds of pounds, so if you've ever wanted to drop a few, stay tuned. Shout out to McCune's Martial Arts for letting us hog the office to record. And without further ado, Stephen and Aaron. All right, what do you think? Let's do it. <laughs> Start recording words into microphone? Hell yeah, man. You go by Stephen? Steve, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, the older I get, the more I like Stephen. I don't know, it feels more personable. Sophisticated. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm a high school dropout. <laughs> I like to get the points where I can. Are you a high school dropout? Yeah, I had my uh, diploma held over a couple of elective credits because I didn't take school seriously. Thought football was going to be end all, be all. And uh, now I'm a fighter. Till it ends. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, just a dunce? Or what's your deal? No, I... <laughs> legitimately you're just focused on sports yeah i I, I didn't care about schooling like i didn't because i was told my whole life like oh kid you have something you know i was as a fat kid i was legitimately athletic like at 460 pounds i ran a 5 440 yeah and i mean like my i would get into it with my teammates because i wouldn't show up to practice right but not a game but i'm talking about practice exactly and that's i gave my coach that speech I said, like, hold up, because he's yelling at me. He's like, kid, what the fuck is your problem? He's like, you have so much talent. I'm like, how many TFLs do I get a game? How many sacks do I have? Fumble recovery. Like, come on, bro. What are we talking about? I'm like, what the fuck? I'm beating your number one guys. And they they all resented me because of it. I mean, I was 15 years old walking around Edina High School with tattoos and shit. And uh, <laughs> all them little yuppie bastards. But, it's, <laughs> you know, hey, I got I got love for a lot of kids from Edina. I made a, quite a few good friends there, and but the overwhelming majority were so mean. So <laughs> I'll never forget that. Uh, did that – were the coaches right, big picture? Um, that turned out to be a, a toxic situation? Oh, for sure, How man. talented, how awesome I am right now? 
I well, and I never, I never viewed it that way. I mean, I've never felt like I, I still don't feel like I'm, I'm shit. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I, when Sean Strickland talks about this being the average man sport, I, I couldn't agree more. You know what I mean? Because like, I mean, I, fuck, I don't know. It's just the come in, give this shit your all, and you could be a standout. It's just, you know, I don't, I don't know. Extrapolate on his point about it being the average man sport. MMA, well, we're talking about. Well, just because like. You don't have to be a super specimen athlete, and I, I mean that goes to show, especially in the heavyweight division. Like, I, with all due respect to all the fighters, I mean, mm-hmm, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm myself included. Like, yeah. I mean, side profile look kind of good, but <laughs> you go front facing, man. It's like I got some double D's on this bitch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I've, I've came a long way. I've lost some weight, but it's like you don't ha- you don't have to be a physical standout. There's no chance I'd be able to go be an NFL star right now. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. And like, I mean, I'm grateful that I'm strong and big and I can hit just as hard as these other fuckers, but I mean, I'm nothing special. And that's, and that's why I admire the sport, sport so much is cause we're, we're modern day gladiators. Like that's all it is. And that's, I think that's the best part of the sport is the glory. Like I, the feeling of having people, I, I've been in street fights. It's cool beating people up in front of your buddies and shit, but it's like, it's a different feeling when you have 2,000 people screaming for you in a fucking venue. Mm-hmm. And uh, getting to see my old man do it and watch a couple of the boys here do it before I had my first fight, it's just like, I love it. I think this is the best sport in the world because of that, because you, anyone can do this shit. Your dad fought? Mm-hmm. He was, uh, he's right number one in Minnesota for a couple years. Fought in KSW, fought for Bellator, uh, fought Brett Rogers, Bobby Lashley, uh, Tim Johnson, some some pretty big names. Uh, Paula Nastula, he was the KSW heavyweight champ at the time. So decent resume. Yeah, he he was a psychopath. <laughs> my, my old man never trained. Uh, I mean, like he, he he openly admits that. That's not. I'm not like talking shit on him. I admire him so much because of what he did, without you know the means to i guess but yeah i don't know it's <laughs> is that part of why you then tried to to do mma cuz the kind of the legacy the old man did it it definitely it definitely helped i think uh i think seeing the love and like all my all of our family was there like the whole south side of minneapolis i grew up with all these extra uncles and aunties and cousins and it's it's just people that love my dad and I have all these guys fucking coming to support me now. And it's, it feels like a dream. And I, I couldn't have ever imagined that. I mean, my dad, my older brother, my older brother fought too. He, uh, he had two fights. Amateur. Fuck you, Frank. Uh, <laughs> I'm just talking shit. I love Accepted. you. Accepted. No, no. Yeah. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> he's my best friend. But he's, uh, he always talks shit. But uh, it's just like, I don't know, man. Nobody thought it was going to be me. I'm the sensitive, sweet kid. I cry a lot. You know, I fucking... That's why I do that titties thing. You know, titties did it again. I'm, I'm titties, man. <laughs> Not no more. I'll beat you up sure, if you say that sure, shit to sure. me now. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Let, let's address the titties. So the first time I saw you or met you, was that was that like last December's Ignite yeah, already? I think so. Like a year ago already? Yeah. And you hopped on the mics afterward after you won. It was a badass fight. And you started telling a story. And you said you lost some weight, oh, which clearly we've referenced here. But yeah. you used a big ass number. What did you say? I topped out at over five hundred and twenty pounds. So I, on paper, the doctor's office will say four ninety eight. Yeah. 
and I was like six months to a year removed of any actual physical activity afterwards. Mm -hmm. I didn't, mm -hmm. I was just like, I was complacent. You know, I was, I lost my chance on football. I lost at the time my girlfriend in like four years. And uh, I was just like, fuck, mm -hmm. you know, a pity party. The rock bottom story, right? Yeah, I'm sitting there trying to holler at chicks at the time and fucking they're turning me down. I'm like, I get it. I wouldn't fuck me. You know? <laughs> like, it's, it's the truth. I, being yeah. fat helped me develop a personality, thank God. But, yeah. you know, I yeah. mean, it's just the truth. Right, right. You know, being heartbroken. What What was the corner turning moment on that, though? Because mm. that's, that's, that's far gone. It was middle of December. I was working at Xfinity as a retail sales rep, and I, I love that job. It was real cool. I mean, the people were super good, but I'm, I'm sitting there not doing shit. I'm in a T-shirt, jeans. It's middle of December. It's probably 72 degrees in the fucking in the little store, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and I'm sweating bullets. Mm -hmm. And I got high as shit on my lunch break, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, why am I so hot? What did I do? Like... And then I realized, oh, you're a fat fuck. Like, what are we, what are you, what are we talking about here? <laughs> so I went to the bathroom and uh, I lifted up my shirt. I took a photo on my little Samsung Galaxy S8 or whatever the fuck it was, and I said, "Today's the day we changed." It didn't start that day, but I got it done. Was when did fighting come into that? That uh... so late. Okay. Um, yeah. So what? So walk me through it. You, you just decided today. Okay, I'm I'm 500 pounds. I got I to gotta change this up. I, what, what happens first? I just thought quality of life. Uh, all my boys are small. And, like, I grew up in the inner city. So all my homies are black kids. And, like, dog. <laughs> my boy, I mean, like, the most supportive homies are the ones I grew up with. But at the same time, they were the, the ones that gave me the most shit. You know, fucking fat boy. What's up, big boy? You know, it is what it is. We're all talking shit. But it goes like, hand in hand with men, typically. Like, exactly. Your closest are your rawest. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but just like having them around, and they're all hoopers. You know, like we all play basketball all the time. I'm a fat kid, but I could hoop my ass off. And uh, I remember my boy Kev was like, "What's up? Why don't we start going to the gym after work? We'll make it a regimen. We'll go hoop, and then we'll lift weights." And I was like. As long as I got you to do it, let's do it. So we started it out, and within two years, I lost like 180 pounds or something like that, 200 pounds. Um, got into a real crazy relationship. Gained another, I don't know, 100 pounds. <laughs> I, went, I, went from, I went from 525 down to like 290, uh, 300. And then Which I, is fucking gigantic. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's huge, and I, I don't mean like huge in terms of numbers. We can all do the math, but like being that far in a certain direction and any positive movement from there is is super fucking impressive. I really appreciate that, man. Seriously, it it was it, it's crazy to think about because like no one helped. I mean, my boy was there; and he was supportive, but no one fucking helped me do this. I didn't. I didn't reach out to anybody for any. Hey, can I get some advice? You know, I'd I'd see a big jack dude in the gym. I'd be like, Hey, bro. Yeah. Am I doing this shit right? The, the, <laughs> you know? the, the, the classic thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's just it, I listened to Goggins talk his his first podcast on Joe Rogan. I was working at a, a liquor warehouse in St. Paul, and I'm listening to it, and he's talking about like saying that hard shit and he's like i was 330 pounds uh, you know ex navy seal and all this shit now and i'm just like i could do something more like I, you know and he talks about being complacent do you want to 
do you want to live your life not knowing your full potential? And that shit really resonated with me because I've had people tell me like, my, I love my parents to death and I'm so grateful for them. And, but they put a ton of pressure on me <laughs> when I was a kid. Cause I was, my nickname was the fucking retirement plan, you know? And I, it was just the opportunity for football. I was, I was scouted right away. And we had like, I'll never forget a Notre Dame scout approaching me when I was at the YMCA with our cornerback coach while I was lifting. And he was like, how old are you? And I said, 14. He was like, what the fuck? So it's, I knew there was something and I was like, fuck man, I don't want to live a complacent life and I want to be something more. My family struggled a lot. You know, we had, a, we had a good life. Don't get me wrong. My parents fucking provided us with everything we needed and, and then some. They made sure everything, birthdays, Christmases, everything was fucking great, but they struggled. And I've seen the bottom of the mountain and I see a couple of my boys starting to get to the top and I want a piece of that top. And I, I don't plan on quitting until I get to somewhere where I'm comfortable and these motherfuckers are going to have to kill me to take this shit from me. So so when did fighting, training for MMA come so into the... Huh? I said, I'm so sorry. Well, no, no, no. It's all I'm good. all stoned. No, no, no. It's all good. That, that's what we're here to finish the story. No, no, that's good. I'm, I'm just bringing us back around. So, uh, so you're, on, you're, you're, you're down how many now at this point? So down to like 280, 290 yeah. by like 2019. And then COVID hit. I was working at Mystic. Um, they laid us off and I gained like, I started drinking all the fucking time, just bored, playing video games. I gained like another 80 pounds, so I got up to like 370, 380-ish. Um, and then I think like six months into COVID, I was like, fuck, dude, like I'm getting big again. I was just wearing 2X, 1X shirts, back up to three. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, I don't like this. Those damn t-shirt <laughs> oh, sizes, man. man. dog. And I try, I try to make sure I have a couple, my fault. I try to make sure I got a couple of sizes so I'm comfortable. But uh, <laughs> no, I started doing calisthenics like crazy, uh, just two, 300 pushups a day and sit-ups and shit. And the weight started coming off. Started Cause you're laid off. You're not working. You're not right. going to be joining a gym. It's 2020 anyway. So yeah. you're just doing what you can do. Which yeah. Is body weight stuff in your apartment or whatever. Yeah. I got a couple yep. of dumbbells and shit. Yep. I'm doing shrugs. I'm doing delts and not, but there was only so much I could do. And then, uh, they relieved the restrictions for like the first time. I think it was 2021. I came in for a day, got my chip to or my tooth chipped, excuse me. <laughs> Um, on the first day, back. first sparring session, beautiful ever. I, I will, as an adult at least. Yeah, I came in like David Vinci ain't gonna fuck me up. Like, he's forty years old, you know. And I was like, he looks like a goofball. I hope you hear this, Vinge. Uh, <laughs> he heard you saying that. That's why he chipped you too. Yeah, <clears throat> he was reading oh, your shit. mind. Yeah, so he chipped my tooth, and I was like, okay, this is fun. Like I, I do enjoy it because sure. it, it definitely takes a, a certain kind of breed of person to get hit in the fucking face and be like, I want to come back. Yeah, um, that was actually the, how I was going to start this. Was like, why risk getting hit in the face? <laughs> <laughs> I want to get paid, man. Yeah, <laughs> That's sure, all sure. it is. I got into this shit for all the wrong reasons, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I've I've developed and evolved like crazy because of the guys around me. Aaron being one of them, like pushes me all the time. Say something, Aaron. Thanks for having me on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we know he's there. Yeah. So far. Um, yeah. Once I saw Steve came in. Um, um, what year was it? It was 2021. I came in for a week. And then and Yeti, Matt Larson offered him a kickboxing smoker <laughs> at Valhalla Combat Sports a off, week after. off a week after coming in. 
Just because you're your big old monster coming, and they're like, "Cool, let's see what happens." Well, yeah. so he he actually fought my old man too back in the day, yeah. and like I, it, I had the athletic capability. You know when someone comes in and like if they have striking ability, there's like something there. You know what I'm saying? And like I'm not saying I was fucking anything yeah. good by any means, right? But there was something there. It's not an intuitive skill set. So right. when someone does have a little something, it's it, gonna stand it shows out. a little bit. Yeah, gotcha. So he he offered me that. <laughs> These yeah, guys. Um, we did a shark tank, which is like where we're all, it's a 10 minute round of where we're, there was like six of us there that day or eight. I don't know how many there was. was. A lot of fucking guys. A lot of guys. <laughs> we go one minute each on him, 10 minutes. He's in the whole 10 minutes. So one minute of one person's fine. A fresh guy. Yeah, every fresh minute. guy every minute. It's terrible. That's my first week. Yeah, first week. <laughs> And then uh, I'm smoking backwoods. <laughs> like I, I was literally smoking so much, so many blunts at this time. Like it was, <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> but yeah. And then uh, he got through that. Um, one of our other teammates, Scott Zeller, um, went up to him after he was, <laughs> after he was done with the ten minute round. Uh, what'd you say to him again? <laughs> Scotty comes up because I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm pissed. I'm pissed with how I felt because I felt like a fucking loser. You know, like these guys just beat my ass mm-hmm. and they're so much smaller than me. How'd this happen to me? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm laying on the ground. I spit out my mouth guard and I'm like, fucking, I'm saying something. I was talking to God. And I was just like, let's see what I'm made out of. Let's see what we got. And Scotty comes up. He's like, Hey, you did a really good job today, brother. I was like, fuck you, dog. Yeah. It's the most condescending thing ever as they look down at you. Nice job. Yeah, I was like, Hey, fuck you, bro. And he was like, True, I didn't realize that. That's how he looked at him. Yeah. But I, didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't think about it like yeah. that. I was just like, I was just like, y'all beat my ass. I didn't do good. And everyone was here to witness it. <laughs> so it was a pride thing. Yeah. But in the moment, like the brotherhood we created in that sure. moment, was so fucking strong like immediately after i was so great like him and i'm gonna say him and scotty are like my brothers in here like they were the reasons that i stayed here they were the reason that i wanted to come in and spend more time here and then i got to meet all the other guys here like fucking kyle headmark that's my like that kid's a fucking dog i'm telling you within the next next year when his hand heals up man he's gonna be somebody to break out on this amateur scene he's gonna be a fucking problem and it's just like these guys have, I don't know, we try to be a little family, yeah. you know, and like I'm not in here as much anymore just because I'm with, you know, I'm with heavyweights. I got to get the work in when I can and mm-hmm. there's some good fucking heavyweights. <laughs> yeah. so it's been kicking my ass, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love my brothers to death and they've they've helped push me beyond what I thought was achievable for sure. Well, and I think for for a lot of people, especially people with like with a formidable weight, weight loss goal, just to stick with that plot line. Um, not having that, that little sense of community where you're like, you've taken a blood pact and you're a part of something mm-hmm. is, is a huge part of people's downfall because they're just walking away on a treadmill at a gym by themselves somewhere. You know what I mean? And we're, we're social creatures. We're not, we're not, not solo like that. Right. So of course no. everybody falls off. Absolutely. So of course you are where you are after finding that and landing with it. Right. Oh man. So how does that smoker go? <laughs> I knocked him out in a minute and a half. <laughs> he, uh, I felt bad though. He gave up forty fucking pounds. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a big, big, big. You know, big and, and like he, I, he had a weight loss. Yeah, he, Joe Sadler, super good guy. Uh, pretty, de- pretty decent fucking stand up fighter too, man. I, I admire the guy like crazy. He's, I don't know how old he was when he stepped in the ring with me, but I think he was like thirty eight, thirty nine. Gave up forty pounds and 
I mean, it was a fun, it was a fun fight. He, I look like shit. I got, I clipped him a couple of times because I'm fast at heavyweight and I was just willing to let my hands go at the time. So I, I got him a couple of times and it, they, his game plan was to like chop at my legs and I was like, I'm just going to kill you. So, <laughs> but fighting's fighting at the yeah. end of the day. So, um, you're joined up here, you're bought in here, you're kicking ass. How does the weight loss go from there on out? Because you're back up a few, sounds like back up eighty pounds or whatever. Yeah, so I when uh, right before the fight, I just the calisthenics and everything. I got down to like two ninety two eighty. So then I was like, I'm gonna start pursuing this fighting thing. I wanna I wanna see if I can get down and actually treat it serious because I it felt so good after that first fight to see my family. Like their reaction was crazy, and I think. I say all the wrong shit after the fights, like just in in regards to what fighters should be doing mentally, in my opinion, I shouldn't be worrying about what anybody else thinks of me. I shouldn't be worried about making anybody else proud. It's about me. Fuck mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, they're the only people on this earth that I want to see, like, you know, cheer me on. Uh, I mean. Right, right. Um, in the most positive right. sense, you mean that. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's, it's nice to shatter their expectations of what I was going to be. I, I don't know, like. Or fulfill it, yeah, just yeah. in a different in yeah. a different path, maybe. That was that like was that was much better. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know you guys were implied on my yeah, downfall. Right, right. <laughs> right, but I mean, clearly, <laughs> clearly there was there was some serious expectations, like you said, and it was on this certain path, right? And that can be a make or break point for both them and for you, yeah, right? Like, okay, and our our constructed reality has completely dissolved. Now what? So to rebuild it, but like under your own control and kind of take take your own path is pretty cool well they've mo- they've just motivated me so much like my my parents seeing the adversity that they've went through like they they literally didn't have shit when they met like neither of them had fucking homes good parents you know they're both fending for themselves and it's like i my parents are the reason that i believe in love stories and like they're i, I swear <laughs> to god yeah, yeah. they're fucking crazy <laughs> like my family's my family, we're we're some crazy ghetto white people, but it's like seeing my family dynamic and how how we interact with each other. Like I've fist fought both of my brothers quite a few times, and like we're some big fuckers, man. You know, and at the end of the day, like whether it's a couple months, a couple years, we're gonna come back to each other and we're gonna figure it out. And um, to just be able to have them, like my mom, I remember when I started going to the gym. And she was trying to show me. I don't, you know, Diamond Dallas Page. The uh, of course, I was hoping so. What are we talking about? Have you, uh, you know, his yoga stuff, the mm-hmm. DDP yoga. Yep. So she bought those DVDs, and she's showing me these inspirational videos. The guy that was in a walker, and they told him he'd never walk by himself again, yep. let alone run. I know the video. And he's yeah. doing a hands to yeah. yeah. Shout out to DDP. Yeah. Uh, but like, and then he fixed Jake the Snake later on, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. The, the Jake the, the Snake one was like so fucking cool yes. because he was so far gone long gone so far gone and uh seeing these videos and having her like like she would fucking cry t- telling me like i'm so proud of you for going to the gym and it's like <laughs> <laughs> when you i love i love my parents to death man you know and just mm-hmm. uh, to, to have them support me the way that they do it's like and uh, with the fighting shit in turn with the amount of support that i get from everybody around me i feel like there's no way i can fucking fail you know like I, the, I don't even feel pressure. A lot of people ask me, like, uh, oh, how, you know, how does it feel knowing that all these people are counting on me? It's like, honestly, dude, I feel like they're holding me up. They're they're hoisting me up for greatness. I don't, 
You're counting on them. Yeah. This is a fucking step down from my daily life, this competition shit. I fucking, I'm a sweet guy, you know, and, and everyone's been through their shit, but I've withstood some battles that a lot of people would fucking run away from and not be able to stand here in front of you, you know? And So what's throwing a left jab in comparison? Exactly. Yeah. What's getting hit in the face a couple of times? <laughs> hey, man. Hard look, pass, man. As Hard long pass. as I keep my pretty smile at the end of this shit, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You can always fix that. Veneers too. are a motherfucker. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, you like stand-up or you like grappling? Oh, man. I li- I, I'd i be lying if I said I wasn't a stand-up fighter, but I, I hold my own with the grapplers. Like, if it was not – with jiu-jitsu, prior to being in the same room as Thomas Peterson and fucking Lawrence Phillips, Gable Stevenson, Isaiah Gomez, prior to being in the room with these guys, I felt comfortable in my jiu-jitsu ability with the guys here. You know, some brown belts, some black belts. I'm not saying I'm a fucking cold piece, but – I can hold my own and I can escape some shitty situations just because it's like, I'm not, I'm not willing to quit. You know, if I get put in a choke, put me to sleep. I fucking deserve to be there, (laughs) you know, like, but, uh, which gives you the reps on escaping. Exactly. If you're willing to push it all the way to the end, that's how you get the real reps Mm -hmm. on practicing the escapes. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. You get me in a joint submission. I'm tapping. Yes. (laughs) Got to work on Monday, motherfucker. We don't need to be hurting elbows. Fucking right. But it's just like now I'm, I am comfortable in that grappling fire. Like Tommy, I, I turned into a wrestler in my fight in July that that wasn't my game plan i thought i was a better striker than that fucker and i i wanted to take his head off because i felt like he was really underestimating me and talking shit but tommy came in literally the sunday before the fight we had a hard sparring session and he's like kid why don't you go wrestle this fucker i said he's an iowa state champ tommy (laughs) what am i gonna do you don't even need a second reason that's the reason (laughs) right yeah, and I end up out wrestling him. Mm-hmm. I slam him on his head. I have control time the whole time. Fucking three takedowns in the fight, and then I break his fucking face and submit him. Feels good. <laughs> Feels <laughs> good know? just to say it. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it's cool, man. I, I I'm a stand up fighter. I like hurt. I, I like seeing the damage, but yeah. at the same time, it's cool being. I have two submission victories, so I, I enjoy it all. How'd you win that one in December? Where where I? I think that might have been February. Was it in Chicago? No. It was up here. Yeah. So that was July then. Was it July? Yeah. Fuck. I yeah, I know. No, I hear you. Track of that shit. You're good, dude. Yeah. But that one, uh, he got he put me in a rear naked choke at the end of the second round because I fucked up. Oh, my God. I made a super shitty transition tried to spin out because my left leg was underneath his back and he was rolling his hips up. So I thought he was going to slip out. And I'm like, oh, I can transition real quick and I'll spin real fast. I w- it was significantly slower than I thought. <laughs> in your head, it was faster. Yeah. Oh, dog. And then he puts me in the rear naked choke. He's squeezing with all of his might, and I I hear my coat. I hear one of my one of our guys. He's like twenty seconds, twenty seconds. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck it, squeeze me for twenty seconds." You're yeah, good. Yeah, I got yeah. twenty seconds. And I was, t- I think, if I recall right, you guys are right in front of me as I was taking pictures, yeah. and I got some close up shots. It was a bad spot. Mm-hmm. Like, that was tight. His he, time wasn't bro, running out. I don't know. It was tight, but he was squeezing with all of his might. And, like, I could just breathe. wasn't doing it. I yeah. could breathe. Yeah. And he's sitting there hitting me in the face. That shit hurt more than the choke. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I got, as soon as the bell rang, I hopped up. And this is, this is the best part about the whole experience with that fight. Because Chris McCoon is the most well-spoken, soft-spoken, mild-mannered man I've ever met in my life. Like, sincerely. And he's a fucking killer. He's never yelled at me. He's never cussed at me. He's never said an ill word to me. When I got put in that situation, it was all because of a blunder that I did. 
I stand up and he hopped the cage and he said, don't you ever fucking do that again. You're better than that. Go finish him. And I was like, I know. I'm sorry. I got you. <laughs> I sit down and I'm like, how ah, you fucking moron. So I came out and I, uh, I, he hit me with a lead leg kick. I stood on it. And then I faked a little bullshit level change. I came over the top with a overhand right, exploded his nose. And then, uh, he shied away. I came in, hit him like two more times. And then he went for a sloppy takedown. His neck was right there. And that's all she wrote. Same thing I got the Riddler with. Shout out to my boy, Scotty. How many fights you got so far? 10. 10? Yep. In three years. Less than. Jesus. Yeah. Fucking Christ. 10 and 0, baby. <laughs> Are you 10 and 0? All right. All right. Yeah, I'll just try to keep this motherfucker rolling. <laughs> so when's the next one? January 12th, Mystic Lake. Oh, I just shared. I literally just <laughs> shared the post about it. I was like, nice, in January. And yeah. then I just flat, flat out. No, out. you're good. We got to let the people know. Where are we going with all this? Uh, how do you mean? How far fighting. do I want to take what, it? What is fighting going to be? To the top. I want it to be my world, man. I've I've fallen in love with this game so much since I was a kid, and like now to be in it and to get the affirmations from people that have been in the game and guys like I Shoney fucking Carter came up to me after I won the title in Chicago, and like I'm pretty sure I beat one of his guys, and he's like, "That was a great performance, kid." And he shook up with me and gave me a hug. I was like what the fuck is this life? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And like being in the same room as Tommy, Tommy's in the UFC and he's like one of my closest friends and he's a fucking like seeing the guys that I work with on a daily basis, continue to chase their dreams and achieve them makes it significantly easier for me to wake up in the morning and believe I can do the same. So for now I'm going to focus on being a good daddy I'm going to focus on being a good fighter and putting in the work because if I don't put in the work here, I'm letting everybody that supports me down. I'm going to do whatever I can to take this shit to the top, and I really believe that I can I can take it somewhere. I want this to be my career, and I think that it can be for a while. Well, that'd be a killer end to the podcast, but I don't want it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking killer last line. I don't even know what else to say. That was, that was so nice. what does that mean? Like Bellator, Just UFC? Anything. I mean, as high as you can take it. Kind of if thing? I, I'm so, my manager Jeremy, he's been he's been so fucking solid over the last this whole this whole time. You know, he's he's really put me in positions where I'm able to show up and put everything I've been working on on a platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this one being LFA broadcast on UFC fight pass, pretty fucking wild in my hometown, it, uh, I'm about to tear up, man. It it feels, it's incredible. And like, I, uh, I, I look at these photos of me in the past so often and it's just like young fat Steven would be so fucking proud if he knew what we were going to (laughs) become. And, uh, it's just, Jeremy said, you know, we're going to keep this going. I'm fighting, uh, Billy Ray Valdez, January 12th. That boy's a striker. He's got some hands. It is going to be a firework fucking show. I don't think it's going past the first round. I I don't think he has the cardio to go past the first round. And I think the power is going to be something to be fucking, to be watching for. Because that kid's got some heavy hands. And I just showed that I got some fucking heavy hands. Mm -hmm. So let's see who's faster. Mm -hmm. How is your cardio? 
Oh. You're a former fat boy. That can be a wild His card. His cardio's insane. Is I, was, it? I was smoking blunts every day, going fucking 10 rounds with these guys. <laughs> I cut the blunts out. I, yeah. I, I definitely, I'm taking it serious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I still smoke daily, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm was not that what that smell was? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a little treat. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, I still smoke. That's, that's what I attribute the weight loss to, honestly, is like weed. Because I'd get super baked. I swear to God. I swear to God, I get incredibly It's helping high. me go the other no. way. <laughs> Mostly, <laughs> it does help if I, if I take, if, I, if I take that edible too far before bedtime, it's kitchen time. Oh, I'm, dog, I'm in trouble. I'm not even mad at you. I yeah. get it. When we were in Chicago, I, fuck you, Jeremy. Yeah, they took headshots. Mm-hmm. Of, like, oh, yeah. Of the, <laughs> we get down to Chicago. It's my first time in Chicago as an adult. So I'm like, I'm going to the fucking weed store. Yeah. <laughs> so I take I take Aaron with me, <laughs> and, I'm like, and we're driving around, and he's like, what are we doing? I'm like, we're going to the most ghetto, dirty spot I could fucking find. Like, we're riding around Southside. We're going to find a hood spot. And it was we're gonna, like a warehouse, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we were in the warehouse district of Southside Chicago. <laughs> and they had a fucking white banner that said THC, total holistic care. Y'all are the shit. Took care of me. Um, I go there. I grabbed a bunch of gummies, like, and I'm they gave me probably more than what they were supposed to, mm-hmm. just in regards to like serving size. Yes, but I ate 500 milligrams of <laughs> before edibles the before the weigh-ins, <laughs> and I go to the weigh-ins and I'm like, <laughs> so bad. But they took the headshots, and Jeremy used that for every headshot. He used it for my license. He used it. <laughs> he used it for every headshot that I've had over the last year. Every poster you've been yeah. on, yep. At the last LFA one, I'm sitting there all fucking zooted, like. But I'm pretty sure I can picture that actually, yeah. Because I, I've tried to share so many, you know, one well, the, the fight related stuff, and I'm pretty sure I remember being like. Hmm. He looks happy to be here. Yeah, I was zooted, man. It made me laugh because Adam was behind me, my uh, the opponent in July. And all these guys, like, the thing is, man, is, like, as fighters, we're already kind of tough guys. Like, we don't have to prove shit to anybody. Anybody that steps in that cage is already more brave than 90% of the population. I don't give a fuck what anybody says because, like, the nerves, before for me at least, I, I ball my fucking eyes out before every fight. And the nerves get to me like crazy. I mean, I, all I can do is think about my daughter and my family. And I'm like, what am I doing this for? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah. I feel like Cindy on Scary Movie. <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> but that's good, though, because yeah. your your central motivating things are, are there with you in that They're moment. That's a good thing. Pure, at least I, for the time being, I feel yeah. like. so. But no, it's, it's cool, man. I love this shit. I love getting stoned before everything. <laughs> It, it, Do you smoke before fights? No. Okay, good. They, uh, the commission says I'm not supposed to, yeah. so I don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Naturally. Right. I, mean, I, I sort of assumed, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, 500 fucking milligrams? Dog. Yeah, well, no. That, okay, so hear me out real quick. So I've bought black market shit, and it's like all, all these guys advertise their shit. It's 500 milligrams. You don't know what you're fucking getting, and yeah. there's no way it's 500 milligrams right. because I'd be on the floor. Okay. You know? Yeah. So I'm thinking in my head, like, okay, if black market, I can eat, I ate 5,000 5, black market milligrams on my 21st birthday and went to Fogo with my brother. <laughs> and I was just sitting there like, uh. <laughs> I think I ate 15 pounds of steak. It was crazy. But <laughs> so, amazing. so with that, with that, with that 
being said, I was like, 500 real milligrams is not going to fuck me up. Like, I'll be okay. So I ate the 500 milligrams. I was zooted. And then I ate 500 milligrams the day of that fight, like in the morning, because I was having an anxiety attack. And then it just made it worse. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet. But I, Good I, intentions, but... Yeah. Well, with the weed, like that's that's why I say that that's the reason I lost all the weight because I'd get anxiety attacks and yeah. then I'd go look in the mirror and I'm like, change, <laughs> like, let's change. What are we mm. doing? You know, sort of changed your processing of things yeah. a little bit. That's interesting. Yeah, because now I have no empathy for fat people. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, I got I, always, <laughs> I, make, <laughs> I make jokes telling people I got skinny so I can call fat people fat. <laughs> But it's not the truth. You're only allowed to when you're not skinny. You know what I'm it's saying? It's like so many other well, reappropriated I don't words. Know. I'll know. be talking shit skinny people too. Like, like eat some fuck, eat some food, dog. I don't know. I'm just talking that's shit. That's called punching up. See, uh, that's legal too. There's all, these, <laughs> there's all these rules, you know. I'm a young, dumb high school dropout, yeah, brother. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm figuring life out. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh bro, fucking five hundred. It was I think I gotta show you this photo. I'm cut, probably cut seen part it. of this because I'm just caught up on this. Is the number here? Because I'll go like I'm just with the when it became legal. I'm like okay, I can go to the store and pick it up. Cool, I'll dabble in this. It was like 15, 20 milligrams. I'm sinking into the couch. I can't. So that, like my, my buddy Chris Coviter, I'll he, he'll send me pictures of stuff. I'm like, what the four hundred? <laughs> what? I just don't understand it. Me and my boys used to like when I was a teenager. We would. Just do absurd shit. I mean, like, we were we were good kids. We weren't, like, doing, you know, vandalizing anything. But we were just getting high listening to music, mm-hmm. playing video games. And it's like, I'll never forget the Super Bowl experience when they were here. Me and my, We packed my Suburban, me and nine of my buddies, so there's ten of us, and we all had a pack of Backwoods. And we, like, rolled up the whole pack. So everyone basically rolled up almost an ounce of weed. And we hotboxed my truck the whole time. We, we lit... Everybody lit two at a time, and we were just all double fisting. <sighs> I, I, th- <laughs> sincerely, that's probably like the only time I can uh, I cannot remember what happened while I was smoking weed, like mm. going out and about. Mm-hmm. It's like fading in and out of the hangover and shit. Like I remember going to Cherry Berry at the Minneapolis Convention Center, and then fucking filling up my cup seven times and getting kicked out. But I didn't have to pay a hundred bucks, so that's a plus. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> we got kicked out of Pop Belly. We're in line trying to order, and the guy's like, "You guys smell like weed." We're like, "We fucking know." <laughs> <laughs> you can't. See See the weed yeah, coming bro, off like, of me at this point? Look at our eyes. We look like fucking Tali off of fucking whatever. So that's one of the photos. I sunk that jet ski. I ended up sinking that jet ski because me and my fat girlfriend at the time tried to get on it. Sorry, mom and dad. I'll pay you back. Brother. So that, was, that wasn't even the highest either. That's probably like 5'10", 5'15". And then there's a, shirt, there's a photo of me shirtless. Where it's like I look, I have an orang, a fat orangutan's body. Like it's, it fucks me up looking at it. Have you posted that one before? Yeah, I think I yeah. think I know and the I'm one. Like, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think I know the one. Yeah, so it's and then I took a photo uh, at Hotworks. Shout out to Hotworks uh, on Thursday at seven in the morning, and I'm two hundred. I was two hundred and thirty-five pounds, yeah. and it's just like it's been so cool to see the fucking transformation, right. and like I'm finally starting to look at myself and be like. Maybe we're not super fat anymore. <laughs> you know, like, That's the hard part yeah. for for people that been big is getting that out of the brain. One hundred percent. You know, you're kind of body dysmorphia bullshit. You're kind of always there. Oh my fucking! My parents they get on with they they yell at me. My girl yells at me about it. My brother like 
everyone does. Everyone talks shit about me or to me about it. Jeez, they probably talk shit about you too. One hundred, but it's all to my face, so right. <laughs> I'm grateful. Right, right, right. Yeah, no. Yeah, somebody, it. somebody at the at the gym this morning was like, "Man, you you trimming down? You're looking skinny." And I just had to walk away. I was like, "You're not." There is no right words in this situation because I was a fat kid too. I mean, I was like two seventy, two eighty, and probably eighth grade or whatever. Yeah. So not yeah. quite the same extreme, but the same mindset issues and yeah. all that bullshit. You know. And I was just like, "God damn it!" Yeah. I don't know what you could have said that would have sounded better, but that wasn't. Yeah, it. I know. <laughs> There's like no right answer. I know it's towing a fucking real thin, fine line, but you know, I'm gonna say thin. There's like I said, there's no, there's no right. I'm fucking up everything. (laughs) No, it's 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 cool, man. I think it's like, and Khalil Roundtree was another big guy. Yeah, you know, like hearing his story, he was he was like 330 pounds at some point, and now he's a fucking UFC middleweight. Or is he light heavy? Uh, yeah, light heavy. And he's not three hundred plus, right? Right, right. and <laughs> yeah. he's scary as fuck. Yeah, like he's, yeah. and he's cut, chiseled. And it's, yeah. Yeah. and it's just like when I see guys like that, I'm like, oh fuck, you know? Like I, we'll get there. We'll mm-hmm. get. There. I'm gonna have washboard abs by the end of 2024. Steroids or nothing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally fucking. It'll help. It'll help. Get a little trend in yeah. there. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Make sure I get there before I sign a contract with someone big. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to look as good as possible in the promo. PFL, man. Yeah. Hey, bro, I'll fight Francis today for fucking 20000 <laughs> Fuck that. Just to say you did it, frankly. Yeah, oh, my God. You won't remember it. Then, yeah. But, you know. I probably won't remember the rest of my life either. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't a dropout, you are now. Yeah, I don't remember oh, shit. Fuck, dude. Yeah, no, that'd be a bitter pill to swallow for the next however many years I'm on hospice or whatever. This is a test question. Oh, what's plan B? Uh, realty. So oh, I have fuck, uh, the test was I was hoping you'd be like, fuck, no, man. I don't. I no don't. plan B. Listen, man, <laughs> I don't. I, I really don't. I'm not smart. You're coming I'm up a, with a token. Answer, I'm a fucking right? idiot. Yeah. Hey, my boy, my one of my closest friends, one of my brothers, he's he told me that I should try to get in a realty as like a fallback plan. But like I fucking I don't want to work, dude. I want to I want to be an athlete. I want to fight my ass off, and fuck I want to yeah. prove to the world who the fuck I am, because I know eventually I'll be talking shit about athletes, like, like, and not not like on like a real disrespectful thing, but like Danny Green, like the twenty twenty one finals or whatever, the twenty twenty finals. Yeah. Dog, your only fucking job is to hit a three pointer. I'm telling you, if my only job was to hit a three pointer, I'm sitting at that fucking three, that three shot. For hours and hours a day, Get to make if millions. I'm making twenty million dollars, yeah, you know millions what I'm doing that crap. <laughs> and like, I just made fucking, I made a rack on my last one, like for the contract and everything. I didn't make shit for the last two years, you know what I mean? So it's like any money is significantly better than no money. Um, so all my thing is is just like if I'm being paid for this, I will give all of me and then some. Because I'm, I'm like I said, I've seen the bottom of that fucking mountain, man, and I, I see how my, how hard my father's worked his whole life, and what he was able to achieve, not training full time, and like, the fuck out of here, like why would I not put everything I have into this, you know, and like the uh, it's just everything. I, I really do love this game. It's, it's, it's not, it's a team sport, but it's not a team sport. It truly is. Who the fuck is better tonight? And what's up? Let's prove it. You think you're better than me? Talk some shit. Let's do it. Let's do something about it. And, like, I'm a sweetheart. I don't like confrontation outside of the cage. I mean, like, 
I think it's fun. I like talking shit to people. <laughs> That's another sport. Barking the, at people. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. yeah. I take this fucker out to a note. Oh, me. boy. You're on some shit. Not, not me, him. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> But again, that's like a sporting thing. You're right. not actually out causing real trouble. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. it's just, I don't know, man. This is the gut, the guts, the glory, the pain, the sweat, the tears, the blood, and fucking the camaraderie is unmatched. Because I loved, I loved my football teammates too, but I, I wouldn't stab somebody for them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I haven't yet. Yeah. There's a disclosure. There's a line too. But, uh, but I would. I would. Yeah. No, uh, when I sit down for this with jujitsu black belts, I put them on the spot and I say, give me advice for each of the levels. So if white belt walks in, blue belt walks in, what's your, from your experience as a black belt, what's your advice for them? So here's my version of this question for you. For all the fat people listening, what's your advice? Take that step. Stop worrying about what, what people are going to think because no one gives a fuck, truthfully. Everyone would rather see you succeed than be miserable and sad. And that's, that's all it is. Do it. That Nike bullshit, just do it. <laughs> Sponsor me. It's, it's, it's not wrong, right? <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, like, the the best thing I ever did in my life was just let go, trust in the process, and believe that God is going to let me get to where the fuck I need to be. And look at where I'm at. I... Anybody, if I can do it, anybody can do it. I was 500 fucking pounds. I don't want to hear anything. I don't have time for it. I didn't. I woke up at 8 in the morning, went to work until 7 p.m., and then I would go to the gym and kill myself every fucking day and go home and do it all over again. And it's, you don't have to do 100% every day. Show up. That's what matters. Show up. Get a sweat on. You don't have to fucking kill yourself. You don't have to exert yourself 100%, but you can do this. You can because if my fat ass can do it, you can. You know what I mean? Like, Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to yet another Pohada podcast episode. Make sure to check out the merch shop, the Patreon, and to follow along on Instagram for updates and some mostly funny memes. And hey, before you go, here's a little preview of an upcoming episode. That first year was one of the most humbling experiences I think I've ever gone through. I mean, there were literal days where I would, I was on the verge of tears on the ride home sometimes, or just like, just in practice, just getting my butt handed to me over and over and over again, being this lifelong basketball player who I happen to have an older brother. So I knew what it was like to take a, an ass whooping a little bit. So, <laughs> so I at least had that going for yeah. me, but. But yeah, I got my butt kicked a lot before I finally started having a little taste of victory and everything like that. But um, Big difference between taking one in the basement until he gets bored and getting your ass handed to you for an hour and a half at wrestling practice. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, by multiple people who are yeah. just like, come on, toughen up, buttercup. Mm -hmm. You know, so...